This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Long jacket. <laughs> it's our cake cover. We got it. <clears throat> All right, let's get out of Steven, here. Steven, did you get that? <laughs> that was oh, beautiful. We've been recording for eight minutes. Uh-huh. Let's go, go to uh, my favorite murder Instagram to see that video that I'll forget to put up. Yay. Yay. Karen, I'm so impressed. I don't think I've ever seen you play guitar. Have you not? Oh, except not, for on stage. Have I not made you sit in front of me up close while I. Do you know that? You the- did. It's called Largo. <laughs> The old one? Uh-huh. Um, Girls Guitar Club. Uh, I one time on Walk- the Walking the Room podcast long ago with Greg Barrett and Dave Anthony, at the end of it, Greg wanted me to play one of my songs. And they used to record in Greg's upstairs walk-in closet because the acoustics were better. And Dave was like, I can't be in here for this. And had to get up and leave. Because too loud? No, no, no. It was like too uncomfortable to have to sit next to a person who was going to sing a song. Oh, <laughs> is it hilarious? weird singing that close to people? It is, and I think it's that it's like it's a it's vulnerable, and it makes you feel probably pity for the person that's doing it, or yeah, like some kind of emotional thing. I get that, but only when they're bad. Like when they're yeah. good, I'm like in awe. But if you had to, like you just had to do with me, <laughs> I would feel bad. But see, you made an artistic choice. That's bold. Yeah, thank you. I liked it. How about today? You have to sing all the hometown murders. Good idea. Um, the other day I was really angry about some about my mom. Let me just go ahead. Just go put it out there. And I'm learning how to have anger <laughs> as an emotion. And so I went to my car and I turned the radio on, blasting it because I wanted to scream. Yep. And the song that okay, I was mad at my mom. She's and just always pissing me off. And the song that came on was a Green Day song from when I was thirteen. <laughs> yes. It was the one um where he's um, wrapped up and spun out in my. Can you play that? Yeah. And I just started, and it was just like it's, I was a kid again. I can't play it at all. I only it. know these three chords. Oh. Is it? My eyes feel like they're gone. That's not it. No. That's not right, me singing. I mean. That one? On my own. And I'm a loser and a dude. Now a kid. That's not the right That's not it. But it's a different one. All right, let's start over. <laughs> no one wants to hear me sing. <laughs> Anyways, it was very cathartic as a wish I had done that when I was 13. Wait, can you just sing a, just a snippet? Well, okay. I'll stop playing this. Well, now I have the other song in my head. Uh, the song goes... Um, Fucked up and spun out in my room On my own, here we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's very frustrating to be able to play a tiny bit of guitar yeah. because I know how it would go if I knew where Here. my fingers should go. My eyes feel like they're gonna bleed out of the corner of my tongue. Da 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 da. My jumping numb. No. No. Yeah, you're there. Okay. I just can't play along. Yeah. Unless you tell me what capo it's on, and it's in C, D, or G. It's on. Uh, Capo, no, can't think of a pun. Capo, capo scream. Capo fear. Capo. <laughs> um, this is my favorite guitar chord. Hi, my favorite guitar chord is D. It's just so easy. <laughs> my favorite guitar chord is drums. Let's talk about your drumming career for a little bit. I wouldn't call it a career, but we're getting, I'm getting a drum kit and we're going to turn this podcast into a band. I love it. Traveling band. It's going to be so good. We'll open for ourselves. How are we going to do dance routines when we're also the band? Well, it's going to be like, I'm going to get a drum kit that's like a keytar. So I'm going to put it on my body and I'll be able to move and drum at the same time. So we'll dance and play like Prince and his revolution. And like I just told you, I have tap shoes, so I'm going to put those on. So I'll be able to... Such a good idea. Tap and drum. Tap, drum machine, 
but wearing it like mm-hmm. a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be over doing kind of a country western thing because mm-hmm. that's pretty much all I can manage. This is it. This, this is, is the next next steps. We're fucking hit makers, money makers. Welcome to my favorite murder, the show that tells you that how, how it is, how it is, how it isn't, did how it should be. Did you already do an intro? No. Okay. I couldn't remember. All right. Well, I need background music for our hometowns. Like, can you do like a creepy? Sure. Um, this is going to be like an NPR, like, professional podcast yeah. where they have like background music that makes you have feelings. We did. Um, Stephen did put some music behind our ads for the last episode. Yes, we I, had, people were responding to that. We wanted people to know because we talk just as much shit in ads as we do in the podcast. We wanted people to not feel tricked. Yes. So we. Ha- so thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen, for putting music to the. <laughs> I only wish that it was my music, but oh, why wasn't it? Uh, you don't have time. The sponsors didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't contact me directly. So, oh, fucking bitch oh, is getting paid. It's their, it's their uh, music. Oh, really? Is that what he's saying? No, Stephen is like, I'm not doing it if you're not fucking paying me. Stephen is Stephen is uh, still waters run deep with mm-hmm. old Stephen. You know, he's like. Pretty soon we're going to find out that he used to be in high finance and he had to quit all of that to come and do podcasting. Listen, there no was secret. a there was a small <laughs> issue with the IRS. He was barred from. The he had thing. to sell two yachts and move to California. Yeah, poor guy. I've worked really hard for this. <laughs> <laughs> You've really grown mm-hmm. a lot since your days on uh, Wall Street. Mm-hmm. The movie Wall Street's about him, but he was a baby at the time. They didn't tell you that during the. <laughs> That's the only difference. All right. This is called. This is called the Swiss Cheese Pervert. Lighthearted hometown. So maybe a little bouncy. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and Elvis and Mimi. My name is Amanda, and I live right outside of Cherry Hill, the New Jersey one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I hate. No. I have so much hate for mistakes. No. No, I say no to that. (laughs) Nope. No. In early 2014, I was a college student in Philadelphia when a man dubbed the Swiss cheese pervert began cruising the streets of Philly. Oh, no. In search of a woman to engage in sex acts with him and a slice of Swiss cheese. Sorry, what? He exposed both the slice of Swiss and his genitals to four different women, all of whom declined. Shocking, I know. Hold on. Yeah, let's question this. He's he's. Pulling out his dick. Mm-hmm. Cla- that's a classic move of a pervert. Mm-hmm. Was that me? That was me. Okay. Because I didn't Excuse feel me. it, so that would have been upsetting. <laughs> like, um, he pulls out his dick, but then he also pulls out a slice of Swiss cheese think, and shows it as well. I think he's like, eh, eh, eh. And like he's hoping <laughs> some woman's like, oh my God, that's my exact fetish too. And I've always wanted to do that, but nobody's ever, like, count, you know, we're so soulmates. Before the internet. No, 2014. Oh, fuck. Dude. I mean, I hate to fucking be gross about this, but is the holes in Swiss cheese, is that what we're talking about? Oh, my God. Did he have the Swiss cheese on his penis? Eh? 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 And she's like, eh. He's like, do you like deli? Okay. Are we talking thin sliced? <laughs> what are we talking Was here? it a triangle of Havarti? Was it Jarlsberger? <laughs> like, are we really going to Swiss town? Are we going to go all the way to Switzerland? Are you going gonna to pay the premium pi- price of Swiss? Or is this some Safeway Select piece of shit? <laughs> Thank God Vince hates Swiss cheese. <laughs> da, 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 declined. However, two of the women were able to capture photos of him. Not in a like, oh my god, and I'm like, oh my god, yes. way. I'm sure cheese slices and all. Wait, can I, while you read this, look it up? Yes. The Philadelphia police shared the images. Oh my god, Karen, now. <laughs> and naturally the puns started rolling in. Leave the perv alone. Oh, leave the perv alone. Leave the perv alone. Oh, leave wow. the perv alone. Thank you, honey. I love this. What a monster. <laughs> Nice. That's my favorite one so far. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Classic. And he probably saw this and blew his brains out. B-L-U-E-U. Blew his brains out. That's a a whole different school of cheese, though, from Swiss. I'm just saying we're not close (laughs) thematically. What about, um, let's see, what do we got here? Uh, Gouda. Gouda. That's a Gouda looking. Your dick looks pretty Gouda from here. (laughs) Something like that. There she is. Um. Can you? Can I see that? Can you oh see God. it? 
out. He's sitting in a car. It's so good. He's sitting in a car. He's sitting in a car his, with a shirt on, but his pants off. Um, He's dangling the cheese over his dock. This is a very specific thing that happened to him that makes him do mm-hmm. this to the, today. I mean, he's not even creative enough to put his dick through the hole. No, he's just holding the cheese like it's his paperwork that says it's okay for him to show you his dick. It's almost like he's like, okay, come meet this piece of cheese. I'm going to trick you. And the women <laughs> yes. like are like, I'm going to eat the piece of cheese. Oh, no, your dick is there. Yeah, like you're a Labrador retriever where you're like, oh, I love cheese. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a pill in this. <laughs> and it's called your dick. It's called your dick. Your dick. Uh, the man was identified and pled guilty to indecent exposure. He had arrest from 2006 and nine for similar cheese-related harassment. No. Several women came forward. I should have read this last several women so came forward i get why steven wrote lighthearted because he's like read this last so you're not all depressed oh yeah uh, oops as was our absolute demand last week then steven you shouldn't have put it on top i'm just saying <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> um i'll read it again at the end uh da, 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 contact him okay several women came forward that had contact with him on dating web on dating websites where he would message them similar propositions sometimes going into detail about the various types of cheese he has masturbated with and his conclusion that swiss was the best because of the texture and the holes can we please get to the holes hopefully the swiss cheese pervert either learned his lesson or found a lady friend who loves swiss as much as he does neither of those things happen nope. i guarantee it yep Stay safe out there, friends. And remember that cheese is the adult version of candy. Don't accept any from strangers, <laughs> especially if they have their junk out. Love, Amanda. P.S. Your show in Glenside was amazing. I'm still laughing about the 911 cow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone already made a drawing of the 911 cow. The Amish 911 cow. Yeah. Well, I eventually put Glenside out because that was, I think, one of our favorite yes. live shows. Oh, my God. The Swiss cheese pervert is uh, now in my, I'd say, in my top three. Yeah. I love knowing that that exists. I love seeing a picture of a man yep. sitting in his car. Here's the the indignity of it all, which I feel like people maybe not, they don't think through of, what would this picture look like? What yeah. does this look like to the person I'm presenting it to? This is the digital age. Yeah. And <laughs> so you need to be, at least throw some duck lips out there if you're going to do all the rest <laughs> of it. But it, it's, it's just, also that slice of Swiss cheese was huge. It was huge. It was really large. Yep. Couldn't say the same for the his dick, except I wouldn't know because there was a giant star over it. Thank yeah. God. It was like a world star star right over that penis. I guess you don't want to think about dick and cheese in the same thing. Dick and cheese. Yeah, anyway, I mean, it's, it's, it's unpleasant for sure. Yeah. Also, he has kind of a, a gut, which almost says, like, maybe I should get off dairy. Right. You know, maybe there's something going on. Maybe he's lactose intolerant. What if he's just, like, helpless to it? He's just like, these are the things I have to have. I mean... <laughs> I I get it. I'm obsessed with cheese. I love cheese. I get it. You know how I am around a cheese plate. You're kind of a Swiss, I mean, a cheese pervert yourself. I am a cheese pervert. So when my Aller just recently told me I had to lay off it, I almost punched him in the face. But then he was like, okay, only cow milk. Like he gave me, he knew I couldn't do it. Oh, well, go- I love goat cheese. That's that's not the worst news in the world. Goat's cheese. What else is there? Buffalo cheese. Velveeta. <laughs> that's not cheese. You're right. <laughs> you can go right to that. That's fair. With the dairy restriction. Okay, sorry. I should have picked these up. Um, if it says lighthearted, don't put it on the top. Don't, don't read it yet. Okay, got it. None of mine say that. Oh, good. Um, Maybe I'm supposed to interpret it, though. Okay, let's go to a real fucking grisly one. Uh, Okay. Now that we've... I see. I see what Steven's doing. Okay, Steven. All right. Let's see what you're up to. Take back my last Steven. (laughs) Take it back. Oh, how about murderer wins the lottery? Yep. Plus, he's out on good behavior. Oh, perfect. Okay. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Steven, Mimi, and Elvis. My co my work my coworker sorry my coworker just told me the best story. To set the stage, I work with the sweetest, most unassuming girl in the world. She's from North Carolina, so she has a lovely, patient, polite demeanor about her. Oh. In contrast, I swear all the time and talk about your podcast way more than is appropriate in a corporate environment. <laughs> Yay! We love you guys. <laughs> the idea of that is my favorite thing of all time. Yeah. People are like, "All right, let's circle up for an alley rally." Um. <laughs> And they're like, before we get into flair, I just need to tell you this one thing I heard about a person getting their throat slit. (laughs) Okay. 
Yesterday, she turns around in her seat and tells me this doozy of a story completely out of the blue. Sweet co-worker has some family in New Jersey. Apparently, one of sweet co-worker's cousins up there uh, started dating a man who killed his girlfriend 10 years ago. It's a small town, so everyone knows him as that guy that killed his girlfriend. Fuck. The story goes that he and his girlfriend were fighting. He punched her, which caused her to pass out and conveniently fall into the bathtub. They always, the punching and she hit her head. Yeah. Doesn't, isn't Mm -mm. a, Mm -mm. let's try it right now. To me, it feels like the most reduced. It's like you're still alive, they're dead, so you can control the narrative. Totally. How do you reduce it as much as possible without outright lying? Yep. So it's like, well, this crazy accident where it's like, how about just the general rule? Nobody punch anybody in a bathroom since you can hit your head so easily. How about don't punch people, especially your girlfriend, in the face to begin with? Yeah. Just like, yeah, how about you work on some... Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, okay. She, he punched her and she passed out. Oh. Incorrect. Um, and conveniently fell into a bathtub full of water oh. where she drowned. Yeah, fucking right. That was all periods. Yeah, fucking right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then goes to the local bar and has a drink while his now accidentally girlfriend, dead girlfriend floats in the tub. Ugh. That's fucking dark. Um, this guy goes to jail for 10 years, but he has such good behavior that they move him into a juvenile facility. What? what? Sorry, what's this? <laughs> they want it. That's a new one. Yeah, that's uh, that's great behavior. Yeah. Almost juvenile behavior. It's almost as if he never killed his girlfriend. He's so well behaved. It's almost like he just accidentally punched her yeah. in, a, in a very... Uh, a volatile bathroom scenario. <laughs> they wanted to show young delinquents how a good, responsible <gasps> murderer behaves himself in lockup. <sighs> Apparently, he used to deliver lectures to the kids on how to be better prisoners. Awesome. Let's just teach more psychopaths how to game the system and reenter oh! society. Oh, girl, called it. Oh, girl. Um, so this guy gets out early, and he starts dating sweet co-worker's cousin, who sweet co-worker says has a history of dating abusive guys. Sad face. Oh, yeah. Sad face with punctuation. He is welcomed into the family, uh, and he proceeds to win the freaking lottery. No. $3.8 no. million. Dollars. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God, back that shit up. You're not supposed to. Do. <laughs> because sometimes life is just that shitty. <laughs> So, let this be a lesson to all of the youngins listening to your podcast. If you kill your girlfriend but are polite and well-spoken, you will be rewarded with fucking millions of dollars. Uh. I tried to look up this guy's name on my phone because I didn't feel comfortable Googling New Jersey murder or lottery (laughs) win on a work computer, but I couldn't find him. Maybe Stephen can find him Mm, for us. But he can. Stephen, in all caps. Anyway. Well, he had the money to change his fucking name four times. Oh, yeah. Plastic surgery to fix that. Well, now he can run for a Republican congressman if he'd oh, like to. Sure. He's he's all set. Ooh, getting political. Ooh, and then an email. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't think we hear from those people anymore. The people that uh, like four months ago were like, there were people that would tweet at me and be like, Karen, you you should really be careful. And it's right. Like, Sorry, but what? I think all the Trump listeners, unless they're or the Trump listeners, yeah, the yeah. Trump listeners, Trump unless listener. this is their first episode, have fucking cease and desisted listening to this podcast yes. already. They must have. Yeah. I mean. Uh, or became not Trump supporters anymore. Yeah, what if we convince? <gasps> what if there's like a baby boomer in <sighs> North Carolina that was like, you know what? I see now. I see the error of my ways. <laughs> no one's ever going to do that ever again. <laughs> anyway, this is so long, so I'll stop rambling. But I just couldn't let that story go without passing it on. The real joke is that sweet coworker and I live in Florida now. Our state motto is practically crazy, unprecedented shit happens here on the reg, and yet the lotto winning girlfriend. Drowner lives in New Jersey. Anyway, thanks for the hours of entertainment. Give up, give Elvis a cookie for me. Convince Mimi to make an on mic appearance, and most of all, stay sexy and don't get murdered, Kate. Cute, Kate. Thank nice you. One. That's really amazing. <sighs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's see. There's something about the sound of an old timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Do you want Dr. Suicide and Murder in the Hotel I'm Getting Married in? Kind of, but... A not-so-normal family massacre. That's a short one, so we might be able to add that one in. Okay. My creepy-ass hometown murder. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Blah, 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 blah. Found her uh, in her apartment badly beaten is one line from that. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> just call one. Okay. I'm going to do Dr. Wife Suicide and Murder in the Hotel I'm Getting Married in, because yeah. that sounds romantic. Yeah, that's fun. And yes, we will go to that wedding. <laughs> my name is Catherine, and I love the podcast. I was suggested to listen to y'all by one of my students. Don't worry, she's cool and a high school student. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. Because she knows I like to talk about true crime and murder podcasts. Why did I never have a teacher like that? You may have, and you just didn't know. Fair. There was also no podcasts in the 90s. True. <laughs> she would have been a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting on sending this because it, this in because my hometown that I grew up in did not have any murders until after I moved away. Drug deal gone wrong. I went to high school with a convicted murderer, but that's all I know. But I have been living in Beaumont, Texas for some time now, and my fiancé told me of a doctor-wife suicide in the hotel we're getting married in. <sighs> Love it. He told me after we booked the hotel that in the 90s, a doctor checked into the hotel and committed suicide because he recently got diagnosed with cancer and did not want to go through the chemo. He did not leave a note and his wife was obviously distraught. During his autopsy, the coroner did find the cancer and told the wife about it. 
So two weeks after the doctor has been dead, she checks into the same hotel in the same room he was in, and she commits suicide. This is not how I thought it would go. My fiancé said that was a pretty big deal because not much happens in Beaumont. He remembers it vividly, and I confirmed it with his siblings that it really happened. Yeah. I still didn't believe him, and so I Googled it and found a recent murder in the fucking hotel. Oh. The last guy that was murdered at this hotel... Got shot through the bat. Oh dear! Got shot through the ball sack. I remember this one, and died from internal damage and bleeding. The coroner had to examine his nuts to find the entry point of the bullet. I wish that this I was making this shit up. Apparently, the poor guy was in a hotel for work, and the people next to him got super drunk and started playing with a gun. No. The gun goes off, and a stray bullet makes it through its way through the wall and kills him. Vanity Fair. I remember this. Didn't ran an article about this event along with. True crime in 2020. The guy that got shot was convicted. Of, the guy that shot the gun was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to 10 years in jail. This was in 2013. I just hope, like hell, I'm not staying in either of the rooms that these events happened in. Okay, here's more information about this. The guy died, and they thought they didn't know what it was from. They thought it was like a coronary thing. He's standing in the exact place, walking from his bathroom to his bed right when the gun the bullet goes into that location like what are the fucking chances or he's in bed i don't remember right but it wasn't until years later that they realized that there had been a bullet because they didn't even know it was there whoa and then they see in the wall they tried to patch up the gun the bullet by like a hole by stuffing some toilet paper in it and they found it oh so the people staying in that room kind of got away with it for a while i think they heard yeah and i think they heard him dying through the wall no yeah that's horrifying. I know. But yeah. sorry, wouldn't if his if the bullet went into his groin, wouldn't there have been blood? Like why didn't they I don't know. I could be very wrong about a lot of this stuff. Well, I mean, I just I'm only asking like I'm need to look it up cuz that's yeah. amazing. And you know crazy shit like that happens. What I mean, that's are the chances. Yeah, that's Y'all rock. Thank you for the great podcast. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. No name. Also, I would let that person who you who are getting married in this hotel when you are getting ready to get married. It is such a stressful time. (laughs) I would stop looking up murders in the place where you're about to get married and try to fucking have some fun. Because it's gonna, it's bad enough. And also, boo on that fucking future husband for being like, oh yeah, a couple were so in love with each other that they killed themselves in the same room. A co- woman was so in love with her husband. The place you're getting married. Well, I agree with that though. What are you? You're mad about that? I'm mad at him telling her that. Wait, the person who wrote the emails, fiance, told her that. Oh, oh, oh! Like he should just kept it from her yeah. entirely. Yeah. secrets that's good marriages yeah you're exactly right being able to keep a nice secret Mm -hmm. except for i do think that that's it's it's very dark but it also is that thing of like think of it's just a lovely i don't know i think it's kind of lovely of just like i don't want to live without him i get that man i knew imagine not me my dad was friends with this lovely couple uh, she got in a bad car wreck and died. And when he found out, he had a heart attack and died. Oh. Is that the most beautiful thing you've ever heard? Kind of I heard that like 10 years ago and I just don't ever stop thinking about it. It's, I mean, it kind of is. As someone with bad anxiety and thinks about horrible things all the time, I've thought that if Vince ever dies, I'm going to kill myself. Really? So. Well, you better fucking not. I know. What, what am I going to do? You uh, What? We're going to do this podcast every day. <laughs> Let's start to making up a contingency plan now. Okay. For terrible things that are going to happen to oh, us. Oh, that's, that's what life is. <laughs> Sorry, I just burdened you with that. You look really stressed out. No. Well, we'll just you need to keep Vince alive. Now I'm going to text you four times a day. Hey, so how's Vince? What's going on? <laughs> Call is Vince everything? constantly. Yeah. Are you dead? And now I'm going to be the one. When we were on tour um, this past time, I love Vince Avril so much. And uh, he's just the best person. But every time we ate, he would very subtly <laughs> suggest I eat vegetables. And it was making me laugh so hard. Both of us, which is like such a, these are your children. Yep. He would be like, man, it wouldn't hurt us to have a little broccoli on the table. <laughs> like, and for me, it's like, what? I, I thought oh. we were just doing grilled cheese sandwiches yeah. for four days straight. That's garnish. Yeah. I that just, plate of broccoli that you <laughs> ordered, Vince. 
It was garnish. Oh, you want us to have some? <laughs> Let's have a little broccoli. Like, I don't remember the last person that gave enough of a shit about me <laughs> to tell me to please eat a vegetable. God bless He's his soul. He's such a dad. I love it. He's the greatest. Okay, so do you want to hear my serial murderer high school friend? Mm-hmm. Or murder in, uh, very standard murder in my hometown? I don't know, because I always wonder sometimes if the ones that are really standard are, like, sometimes better. I mean... Let's do the first one. Okay. My serial murder high school friend. Hi, Karen, Georgia. In 1977, I attended a small high school in the Santa Cruz Mountains in California. That's where I went to camp. Oh. Uh, one of my cr- classmates, Mark Cunningham, would join the rest of us smokers when we gathered uh, in between classes. I like that if it's 1977 in the Santa Cruz Mountains, they mean weed. I'm almost positive. And they also had a smoking area. Yes, how, as all high schools used to. They Did yours? At the, no, you went to Catholic. Yeah, we named they didn't allow smoking I went when to I went the bad kids high school for like a semester because I thought it would be cool. And there was st- <laughs> and this is like 96 and there was still a smoking section. Wow. Because they were like, you guys are fucking going to just ditch school if we don't give you a smoking section. Yeah. That's and then I was right. like, this is these people are stupid. I'm going back to regular school. Um, Vince, no offense. Vince had one of my favorite tweets ever, which was um, every high school had a smoking tree. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Uh, he was a bit of a loner, and I had a couple classes with him and was friendly with him. In 1983, he was hitchhiking and was picked up by college student Mark Farrell, who then robbed, who he then robbed and shot multiple times and torched in his vehicle. In June that same year, he was driving with his girlfriend on Highway 1 along the coast when he torched, when, oh, sorry, when he pulled over and told her, wait here, I'm going to get us some money. She heard five or six shots. (gasps) Mark returned with a wallet containing $150. Uh, the bodies of Han Lee and uh, Chen Ying were later found on a beach trail, both shot dead. No. Cunningham was arrested after his girlfriend gave a tip to the police. Tests showed that the bullets that killed Farrell came from the same gun as the Lee Ying murders. In 1988, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Without parole. Uh, thanks, and don't get murdered, Stephanie. Oh, that's just cold-blooded. I know. Those, Especially for a high school student. Yeah. Well, it was um, 83, so it could have been like College. four years after high school or whatever, but he was still insanely young. For 150 bucks, like they would have handed it over, you know? Yeah, what? You don't have to kill people. Did you see the video that someone posted, I think, on our Twitter of the, there's a woman who's getting carjacked in a parking lot. Yes. And she jumps <laughs> on the hood of the car and tries to cover the windshield up with her body. Yes. So that they can't drive away. And yet they... Shockingly, car thieves don't care. They're going to throw you off. They're not like, I guess I can't steal this. And I, I want to scream at her. Yes. That was not, that. like, all police would tell her, like, that is absolutely the opposite of what you're supposed to do. But you know what it made me Maybe think of? Maybe her kid's in the car. It could have been that. Like, she seemed young to me. She did. What I thought was, this is a girl, this is probably, like, the daughter of a single mother. Like, she had to earn the yeah. money to buy that fucking car, and she's not letting anybody take it. Doesn't have insurance. <laughs> and it's probably in, like, a town that's just, like, you got to. She's been having a fight for herself since she was a kid. That's what it looked like to me. Scrappy as fuck. She was scrap. It was this SUV, and she was small, and she dove onto the hood. And it's like, part of me is like, go, girl. And the other's like, you got away with your life. Don't fucking push it. Well, and also, if you haven't, yeah, you're right about the insurance thing. Because if you have insurance, they can go do anything they want, and you'll, yeah, it's a, your car got stolen. Yeah. Um, but it almost felt like that thing of like, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah. If you don't just get to take my shit. Yeah. Which I do love a little bit. I know. If but it's I'm dangerous. conflicted. If it worked, great. But please don't try that. Well, it makes me, you know, that just reminded me of in San Francisco one time, my Aunt Jean, who at the time was probably in her late 60s, early 70s, and my cousin Cheryl were outside of Davies Symphony Hall, and someone ran up and tried to steal my Aunt Jean's purse, and she fucking wouldn't let it go and was yanking back, and Cheryl was going, Mom, drop the purse, like, telling her to drop it, and she wouldn't do it, and the person finally ran away. Like, she was just yanking back and forth and screaming at the guy, like, no, 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 and like, just fighting the guy in front of like on the street I feel like that's what older women would do young women are like here's my purse but like kind of like saucy older women who have been through shit and like their purse is their fucking like safety blanket like everything they have in there yes they would kick them in the balls and also or just like they've dealt with thugs before it's all a smoke screen of just like they're trying to scare you it's like a 13 year old kid and you know he's just like trying to be a badass yeah no but also (laughs) give him your purse 
Yeah, don't. It's not worth it. Here's what you do. You throw the person the opposite. The Allie did this. You th- fucking kitchen knife hold up. Throw the person. That person opposite had a kitchen knife on her. A big old chef's knife. Holy on him. shit! At her. At her from him. Yeah. She took it, threw it like a fucking football in the opposite direction she was standing, and took off the other way. So brilliant. I know. Well done, Allie Ward. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Scary. Awful. Oh, my turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just like talking to me, hoping I'll pick up the... I'm like racking my brain of like, when have I ever been held up? I know. My mom got held up on first date with a dude. What? Gunpoint. Not by him. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. No, it's, and it like kind of bonded them. Yeah, But he was a piece of shit. And uh, I don't... I think if it hadn't happened, they wouldn't have bonded. Yeah, sometimes like... Going, just accidentally yeah. going through a bad experience together actually does kind of seal things up a little bit. Yeah. Phil, you fucking sabotaged your relationship. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no one's fucking making me move to Arizona. <coughs> Fuck no. All right. Sorry, Arizona. Listen. We didn't mean it like that. Green Day. We didn't mean it like that, but I didn't want just, to. Irvine was so great. Irvine. Of course she doesn't want to leave it. Shit, we have to go to Arizona now, don't we? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God, I need to keep my fucking mouth shut. It's going to be so hot. Exactly. Okay. A not-so-normal family massacre? Yes. Okay. May 27, 1997, in Bismarck, North Dakota. Yes, people actually do live here. Ha-ha. <laughs> I was six at the time, literally a mile away from my house. Uh, Michelle Nabar, nope, Michael Nabar, a 15-year-old boy, <laughs> murdered his whole family. His father, Ron Nabauer, Nabauer, was his mother, Maureen, sister, Michelle, so you have Michael and Michelle, Jesus, mm. 16, and brother, Ryan, 13, who was found shot in the head as he cowered in the corner of mm. his bedroom. Mm. This all happened because his parents wouldn't allow him to elope with his then-girlfriend, Jackie Hebe. She tried to flee to a different state, made it all the way to, he tried to flee to a different state, made it all the way to Florida, but was caught and sent to jail. After his trial, they sentenced him to life in prison with the possibility of parole. Also, by the way, the prison he was sent to for most of his time is not even five miles away from our homes. Mm. I could walk there if I wanted. Plus, for some reason, God or whatever you believe in only knows. His girlfriend visited him three times a week for years in prison. So maybe they should have gotten married. (laughs) Even... The Los Angeles Times wrote an article on their love. She claimed that she only wanted to be friends, but we knew that was, we knew what you were doing, girl. <laughs> That's <laughs> dedication, people. She like kind of like a Romeo and Juliet, but with a family mass murder instead. He, in 2004, tried to escape, didn't make it, of course. So then he went and sent to prison in Texas. At least he tried. Now 28, he has about 13 years left until parole. Scary thing that he might get out one day. While being that close to something so terrible, thanks for being true to yourselves, ladies. Stay sexy. Haley. So uh, That's so heavy. It, it really, I mean, like, not just your dad. It's just, like, five. Uh, not that that's okay. But like your fucking siblings, your mom, your dad, all because you have a, a you're in love when you're a teenager. But that's not it. No, I mean, obviously. like that's obviously not it. But it, it's just weird to me that when things like that happen, then it's like. But now let's do a pe- let's do a puff piece on the fact that they're they're making mm-hmm. it work. Where it's like, who? No, who they both knows? have mental yeah. illnesses. Well, and what whatever that guy's doing. It, Obviously, one of the possibilities is it could just be straight up true fucking love, but it seems to me more likely that it's there's some other thing going on and he's controlling her. I mean, not it, maybe not the greatest maybe person. She, maybe she feels so guilty because it was over her, so <sighs> she doesn't ever feel like she can make it so it wasn't worth it. That's very true. She can't just walk away. Yeah, if they see that it was true, then then she's not at as a fault. I mean, she must be going through some shit. That's horrifying because as a person that has commitment issues anyway, the idea where you're just kind of like, some, like, oh, I have this new boyfriend or whatever, and then it's like... Oh, he killed his family for me? <laughs> Bad enough if they get a, like, a weekend in Big Bear where you're like, ooh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> but it's like, that just takes it 10,000 steps oh. beyond. Mm. Imagine how her parents felt. Oh, it's. I mean, that's just... And felt for significant years afterwards that she kept 
don't ever have kids. Here's our fucking advice to you. <laughs> don't always, have teenagers. It always comes back around to don't have kids. Put them away for their teenage years. Yes. Get them, bring them back out. That's very good for teenagers, locking them away. <laughs> yeah. You read the Flowers in the Attic series. You know <laughs> oh, how I know. fucking hot that can be. Everything turned out fine, right? I mean, there was a lot of active ancestral romance that took place. Yeah, romance. Should I do murder? Are we done? Murder in my hometown? Did you do two? Yeah. Sure, do it. Okay. <laughs> Throw it on top? I mean, why not? Let's do this one as an hour and a half. And be like, yeah, that's right. It's a mini-sode, motherfuckers. We decide. <clears throat> Murder in my hometown. <laughs> Hi. So I've recently started to listen to your podcast, and in the first episode, you ask us to email you about murders that happened in our hometown. Yeah, we know. You have to fucking explain it. We remember. <laughs> no, we don't remember first episode. Uh, this is a, It almost is like this person... Is basically like, you asked me to do this. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be doing this. Or maybe she's like, I'm only on episode one, so if you screamed at us not to do this on episode four, <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm not there yet. That's right. If this whole thing changed and now you guys are like born-again Christians. And sending hate mail to people who send out murders. Yeah, this is disgusting. Yeah. Okay, this one happened just after I started high school. When I was in primary school, yay Canadian education system, I used to play with some boy one class a week. We are paired with kindergarten kids once a week to play and mentor them. We had that in my school, too. They were called Peak Pals at St. Vincent's Grammar School. Uh, Super sweet boy, a bit turbulent, but very nice and joyful kid. Let's call him Sam because I don't remember his name. (laughs) So first year of high school, I was volunteering at a yard sale to raise money for Optimist International. Oh, what's that? Uh, After lunch, a group of ladies were gossiping in the kitchen, and from the exclamations, it was either something juicy and or terrible. So they told me that Sam's dad had killed his mother with a firearm and then (gasps) shot himself in the head because she wanted to get a divorce. (sighs) The kids were raised by their grandparents, whom they were with when the murder happened, and I've never really heard heard about or seen them again. My hometown of St. George's de Kakauna only has about a thousand residents and it's quite quiet. So it was really the only drama I've ever heard about this place. That and a dude setting cars on fire for fun in the nearby city. Mm, sounds fun. Mary Gale. <laughs> just, it just ends. <laughs> Mary She's Gale. like, look, that's all I have yeah. for you. Goodbye. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm on episode one. <laughs> I don't know how weird this gets. I don't even understand what you're doing, but here's yeah. my story. We didn't either by episode 10. We've got it a little together. So sad. It's so sad and dramatic, the idea of kids going through extreme trauma. (gasps) Like, as a kid, I remember in grammar school, there were two boys that showed up when I was, like, in third grade or fourth grade. I can't remember. And they were brothers, but they didn't look alike at all. And I was like, something's going on with that. And one of them seemed very, very sad to Uh me. Craig, who I loved. I loved him. Oh, sad boy. He had the best face, like, freckles and big blue eyes. And... He was very sweet and quiet and talked slowly. I was like, how are you doing all this? It's a miracle. (laughs) Um, But then it turned out his parents were, they were recently remarried and Greg's mother had died. And so his dad married the, his brothers, Uh stepbrothers, but they were calling them brothers. Yeah mom and i i was i didn't understand that that was a possibility in anyone's life like you didn't know anybody that had had that happen and i was fascinated by them i would just stare at him because i'd just be like are you gonna cry now he know he has a deep dark he's sad it's so funny i didn't realize it you realized it or knew somehow then but i I thought about these girls like not long ago that went to my like joined elementary school in like sixth grade and this is a class that you went to your school that you went to like in that small town and they came and they they were like we're twins and they were so obviously not even related now i look back yeah and and they had like come from florida or something you know to irvine in in southern california such a random you would never even know it town that was obvious they were like running from someone oh. probably like their parents were or their mom was or their dad kidnapped them or like something was going on a relocation yeah Yeah. and now i look back and i'm like oh these girls had something going on it wasn't no it was no good no yeah it's such a weird those weird ways that like your innocence slowly peels Mm -hmm. away when you're like wait sorry everybody's parents aren't happily married and laugh every night at the dinner table like that's awful and then you're like not only that (laughs) not only that but your mom could die at any time like those weird things you go like oh shit well you know that almost every like serious relationship i've been in 
and I'm always attracted to this guy and I uh, I don't know it until I've already had a crush on them that one of their parents are dead. Really? Yeah, like almost every guy in my adult life that I've had a relationship with. I wonder if it's because I believe this. There's someone, I think it might be Josh Adam Myers, I can't remember, some comic I know that has the best joke, I think it's Josh, where it's like he's like, I don't want to date any woman that has both parents that are alive. Oh my God. Like, I want to go out with someone that's seen some shit. Yeah. Because there really is a huge difference in like how you deal with the world Definitely. and how you see and prioritize things when you've already lost a major player in your life like that or had a trauma and like it's not I always think it's not fair because both my parents are alive but you know they divorced when I was young they both had fucked up issues so it's like my parents didn't die but I but I can't date someone normal I dated a guy who is super normal and when I told him I got spanked as a kid he said oh well we never did anything bad enough to get spanked and I was just like no <laughs> I really was like oh you'll never understand me that that Neither did we. Yes. <laughs> Your parents are just fucking psycho. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What, the k- kids, I mean, yeah. No, it's that, crazy. That is insane. Well, yeah, there's there's a level. They can't empathize with you. No. That means they can't understand you. Yeah. Which is great. I'm happy for them. Marry someone normal. But, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. It's funny because I really had it so easy and great and was so spoiled until, like, my late 20s. And when my huh. mom... Oh, right. I mean, it was just, like... Happy, happily married parents who had money and were very nice to us. Mm-hmm. Not that they didn't yell and have their yeah. own issues and whatever, but it was comparatively low grade. And then when my mom started to get sick and it was like a new, it was just a new realm, I just went, oh, this, everyone gets this. Mm. And I knew people when I was younger that got it as kids. Right. And I was like, oh, that's, it's just that thing where now you're like, oh, those things don't matter at all. And you don't even have to worry about no. them mattering anymore. It's like when you lose, people or have lost like that you're suddenly are just like this doesn't matter and what matters is you can let the person at starbucks who's screaming go go ahead that's yeah. no big deal you don't have to fight them no so you're just like Mm-mm. and then it's the thing of like well when is when is better or worse to experience that loss like when you're a kid and you've just grown up knowing it that way or when you're 29 and suddenly you're fucking entire world and you have no understanding of how to deal with it yeah and it, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I definitely vote that the second one sucks. Yeah. When I mean, you're I, like, sorry, I thought it was supposed to be shun- sunshine and yeah. like free breakfast my whole life. <laughs> what the fuck? I've always, whenever I see, a, you know, people over in teenage years and on whose parents get divorced, I'm like, fuck that. I am so glad it happened when I was five and I've been yeah. able to get used to it. I mean, it sucked, but like, no, now your whole life shatters. Yes. Like, I found out my parents were normal human beings that young and then to find out later... That's got to suck. It does. I bet it sucks. And also when people stay together using kids as an excuse. Yeah. And you're like, please don't use me. I. So let's read that uh, positive one again. What's this fucking podcast turned into? (laughs) And unfortunately, we record these these hometowns now in the studio. So we have no Elvis. There is no Elvis. There's nowhere to go. Although I do love the studio because, I mean, it is so professional in here. You wouldn't believe it. It really is. Um, I did have a, a lighthearted one. Stephen marked it for me and everything. Here it is. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Which professional, by the way, is not what we're going for. So this probably isn't good for us. Yeah. It's, it doesn't. I don't feel like I belong in front of a mic this no. expensive. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. A brush with Gacy. Ooh. And then it says lighthearted in parentheses. Oh, my God. Steven. <laughs> so wait, Steven, did you oh. write lighthearted or did the person that sent this write it? No, the, the helpful people sending have been writing lighthearted in the subject <laughs> oh, matter. And I love, and Steven, I'm, again, sorry, LD, you put one at the top and one at the end of our, both mine at the top and Karen's on the, oh, Steven, we will pay you sometime. I just love that we're assuming Steven is un, as unorganized and like kind of checked out as we are when he's like, I'm busting my yeah. ass to make this thing work for you guys. Yeah, there's no reason. <laughs> oh my God. Excuse me. Okay. Okay, hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, Elvis, and my sweet sis, Mimi. My name's Jenna, and I'm from North Carolina, but my dad grew up on the north side of Chicago. One day I was watching a shitty documentary. (laughs) It says I was watching, parentheses, shitty documentary. (laughs) About one of my top five favorite serial killers, Don Wayne Gacy. Top five. I love that she was five, top five. I mean, and those that, those five are always changing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the time it's of like year. It's like MySpace top. <laughs> Nobody remembers that. Yeah, wasn't it top seven or something? Eight, I think. Mm. 
I was never on it. Ah. Too old and on drugs. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, okay. Uh, top five favorite serial killers, John Wayne Gacy, when the narrator mentioned his street, West Summerdale Avenue. It sounded kind of familiar, but I didn't know why. Uh, that night at dinner, I asked my dad if he knew where Summerdale Avenue was located. He said, yeah, that's right down the street from where I grew up. <gasps> I choked on my peas and replied, Dad, that's where John Wayne Gacy lived. And he said, too casually, my friends and I used to ride bikes down his street almost every day. <laughs> I continued to freak out because my dad was between the ages of 9 and 14 Aww. when the Gacy, during Gacy's active years. A little young, according to his M.O., but ripe for the taking. Ew. My parents have long tolerated my morbid fascinations, but they couldn't understand why I was so excited <laughs> by the fact that my dad could have been plastered onto John... Uh, into John Wayne Gacy's crawl space. Oh. Also, my grandma was on the same bowling team as his wife, Carol, who, oh. had, who had to have known something was up. No. No, she didn't. Um, you ladies are my fave. Can't wait to see when you finally make it to the East Coast. Stay sexy, don't get murdered, and don't ride your bike down Summerdale <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> that's awesome. That is uh, me. That's a good, that's a great lighthearted one to end on. Oh, there's no name on that one, though. Let's no names Call here. her Chandra. <laughs> Naming her Chandra. Chandra, that was awesome. That was perfect. That was a, a little. Oh, she said my name is Jen at the top. Oh, right. Sorry, Stephen. Jen, Chandra, Jen. Stephen. Um, uh, let's talk about parental uh, breakdowns some more, and then we'll end. <laughs> <laughs> let's just talk about all of it. Let's put it all out. <coughs> well, we did go to therapy this morning together, so we'll talk about that on the next episode. You guys, <laughs> we are going to therapy together, and it is. Amazing. Take all of your friends to therapy. Serious, especially if you have to do business yeah. with them. If you are engaged in a business scenario, anything. Learn it. You know what it is? It's learning who your friend is so you can adapt to them as much as you want them to adapt to you. But only if it's vice versa. But only if they're willing to do it too. 100%. Otherwise, you're fucking putting yourself out there and then, then you can't do that. No. No, no. It has to be mutual. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good one. Yeah. And I was lightly in love with our therapist Ugh. from the second I walked in. I was Me? just like, could you just solve everything else in my life? Please? Totally. He's amazing. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the quote. Oh, it's been 55 oh, minutes. No. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we did record some weird shit in the beginning that we'll probably take yeah, we'll out. Take that off. Um, but th <laughs> thanks for listening to the mini. So sorry if you're you're. A half hour ride has been drive has been ruined. Yeah, sorry if you're still sitting getting uh like toxic poisoning because your your car is in the garage. Um, but, don't get don't but, get murdered by your car. <laughs> Stay sexy in your car and don't get murdered in your car. Bye. Bye. <laughs>